Hi fans, welcome to the first edition of WPOV Aftermath. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. Joining me tonight, my cohort over from Global, we're talking about the gentleman himself, Elio Canella. Elio? Yes, sir. What's going on? You ready to talk some AEW pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I get so. that. I mean, some good, some bad on this show, but yeah, I'm, I'm all set. Well, you said it right. Some good, some bad, and a hell of a lot of pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, Whoa. This was like four hours, and it definitely felt like an hour or two. <laughs> four hours? They said it was going to go longer. So, wow. Yeah, and geez. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about uh, the pre-show or buy-in or whatever that crap is. Don't really you care. You know what? I didn't even watch it. I just yep. uh, saw the results. Neither did I. I did not watch it myself. And uh, But you know what? Let's skip straight into the heart of this matter. Now, this is All Out. This is the second All Out yep. that they've had. And, uh, I, of course, the kitsch here, the big thing that they have, um, the, the big thing that they have is is this, what do they call that battle royal? Um, the casino battle royal. The casino battle royal. You know, this gimmicky battle royal, which is kind of, it's sort of funny because this is what they kind of put as the centerpiece, yet they don't put it in the main event. And it's full of guys who aren't really main event guys. And I don't and know what to think about this gimmick, though. Like, oh, you have them divided into four uh, suit yeah, cards. We'll why don't we, why don't we yep. go through the order, and when we get to that, we'll explain the comedy. I actually made a, I actually made a, I made a table uh, with all of our predictions. Oh, right. Is that all four of us, including yes, Tony sir. and Rick? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's see how we did on this. First of all, we're going to start off with Big Swole versus Dr. Britt Baker in a tooth and nail match. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, me and you questioned on Global what exactly what the hell a tooth and nail match was. Um, I am not a big fan of cinematic uh, wrestling matches. I'm no, and I only heard about things. this. I only heard about this the day after. They uh, posted it on uh, one of the websites that were kind of mad that this was going to be a cinematic match. Yeah, and I got to tell you, man, it was it was terrible. I'm going to say right out, I did not like this match. Um, I thought it was an incredible waste of time, and I thought it was an extremely shitty way to open up your pay-per-view. It's a, it's this a, was not a, a good start. A lot of stupid spots, a lot of useless spots, a lot of just garbage. Lots of super fake spots. A lot of garbage on this Oh, show. I mean, oh. okay, people make fun of wrestling sometimes, and you get stuff like, okay, Swole's looking around the office, and there's like this scary music playing, like your bad movie. <laughs> Britt Baker's walking around in the shadows. Um, she, yeah, she had that Cody Rose mask on. Yeah, and you know the part? The part that really um, sums up what this match was about mm-hmm. was when Big Swole heard this noise and she opens this cabinet and it's full of wind-up teeth. <laughs> That's how shitty this match was. That was probably sums up perfectly <laughs> oh, what geez. this match was. Yep. Um, it's just an embarrassment. And uh, everyone just looked terrible in this. Uh, in the end, Big Swole is the winner. The definite losers are not Britt Baker. I'm going to say all of us who watch this garbage <laughs> are the losers. Exactly. Go to the table of elements and tell us how we scored. All right. So on this match, you went with Britt Baker. Well, oh. both of us picked Britt Baker, while okay. Tony and Rick uh, went with Big Swole. Okay. I'm, it, you know what? I'm... I'm I'm hesitant to say that this should even count. It was not even such a match. And I'm not saying that because we picked wrong. It's just, this was just such garbage. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a match. I mean, it was obviously a laid out pantomime. And it was, a, it was a really bad spot to place it in. 
Oh yeah, opening. Like, why would you open the uh, uh, pay per view up with this match? Exactly, exactly. Anything else you want to say about this match before we go on? No, no, it's just a lot of garbage on this. I don't like it. At okay, all. let's move to the next match: the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Now, this should have been actually the match they opened with, because I got to tell you. I'm almost going to say this was almost my favorite match of the night. It I thought this a was a match. really good match. Yeah, uh, the, it, the Young Bucks. Go ahead, you go ahead. The Young Bucks, uh, a more heelish, more aggressive version of the Young Bucks. As Did you enjoy to, that? Well, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like it was a it was a fresh change from like what we usually mm-hmm. normally see from them with all the high spots and super kicks. Well, I'm going to say yeah. I mean, it was yeah. a month. What made this match really good, why it worked, was the way the Young Bucks played this was sort of, um, it was just better storytelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Them being the more heelish characters, they slowed down, uh, they made things matter. Um, And it made Jurassic Express look really good too. I mean, we've been pretty hard on Luchasaurus. And sure, he had a tiny few schmuck-ups here and there in this match. But overall, he was pretty strong. And Jungle Boy looked like a star out there. And, and he, uh, he, like, like this is what I'm talking about. Like, Jungle Boy went to shake one of the Young Bucks' hands. The Young Buck just, like, slapped it away. Right off the beginning of the match, yeah. You yep. know, like... Um, I like that they super kicked Marco Stunt. <laughs> of course. You know, okay, as much as we don't like Marco Stunt, you know who I'm getting a feeling just hates Marco Stunt? The Young Bucks? Jim Ross. Oh, oh Did you I know. see Jim was like, he got, he got just, all on him. Oh, he was just all over Marco Stunt <laughs> in this thing. Um, but okay, okay. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, uh, all in all, it was a pretty good match. It played yep. out pretty well. Good pacing, a um, lot more realistic, while still not sacrificing a lot of the cool things the Young Bucks do. This really should have been the match that opened this. Yes. I agree. Uh, go to the uh, the chart of non-futility and tell us how we did. So, you and I both went with the Young Actually, all four of us uh, went with the Young Bucks on this one. Yeah, I don't think anyone really thought that Jurassic Express yeah. would go over here. All right. The Casino Battle Royale. Uh, who right. cares? <laughs> it almost is. When I looked at the list of people on here. Okay, when you looked at all the competitors, was there anybody that you wanted to win? Because there was only one guy I thought, I wish that guy would win. Everyone else I didn't really think would be appropriate. I, I was actually pick? going uh, with a Lance Archer to win because I really couldn't see anyone else in that spot. Okay, I, I see that. I mean, it's, I, I mean Lance Archer in a, in a perfect world is the no-brainer here. However, yeah. the, they have not done him any favors with his booking. They, uh, Jake the Snake has, has just oh, fallen flat. Oh, he's been terrible in this. Yeah, he's been just falling flat trying to help him here. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, in a perfect world, I would have picked Lance Archer. But the way things are now, is there anyone on this list who just the way they presented that you felt had any kind of chance of, of taking an actual run at, at one of the champions, whether it be MJF or or John Moxley, does any of these guys on this list, including the surprise Joker contestant, any of those guys make you think, yeah, that's the dude I kind of want to win? I was actually, uh, I don't know, I, I see Eddie Kingston or Sean Spears. That's, you know what? I picked Eddie Kingston. I thought Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears is another guy they've kind of buried, and I know yeah. they're trying to rehabilitate him on Dark, but mm-hmm. who the hell watches Dark? I have no idea. I know you've you told know me. What? I have to, to say, I have to say, 
this past week I did watch AEW Dark Just uh, like I had a bit of time. You had six hours to spare, and you so to see I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm just sitting down and just like check it out, and if, mm-hmm. now I know why no one watches it. Yeah, it's just squash um, match after squash match. It was match. like it was a whole bunch of no names on there like that. You don't mm-hmm. even care. No wonder we don't see one dynamite. Well, you know what? Uh, let's talk about this uh, battle royal. So it's 21 men, and yeah. they divide uh, into four sections, which they call cards. They say in the back, yeah, each yeah. wrestler has drawn a card. Four this suits. This card yep. will de- – yeah, four suits, so that means it'll divide – of the 21 men, there will be five men in each suit – uh-huh. And one guy who draws the who drew who drew the Joker's card would be the last guy to come in as a surprise on his own. So what they would do is they would release the first four guy or the first five guys would come in. They'd wrestle for three minutes, and then the next five, and then three minutes, next five, three minutes, next five, and then the three minutes till the last guy came in. So you had all these different guys coming in at different times. Um, my observations in this uh, things, and, and you tell me yours after, uh, the things that I, I saw in here that uh, were interesting or not. Uh, one thing, I'm starting to get really over the best friends uh, versus Ortiz and Santana. I don't care anymore. Yeah. No, I they, really don't. See, they've dragged that one out for a lot, lot too yeah. long. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing is dumb. Um, yep. I, uh, I really hated Eddie Kingston and the snake thing at the end. Oh, that was that. That made him look so bad. That spot, he was like on a turnbuckle, and uh, Jake kept like taunting him with the bag. Now, this is an over-the-top battle royal, right? Yeah. Now, there is one thing I wonder. Now, I could have swore when I was watching it. I'm going to go back, and maybe I was wrong, fans, but I'm going to say what I thought I saw of it originally here was Eddie Kingston didn't go over the top rope. He climbed out of the rope and was fighting, climbed back up onto the turnbuckle, but he never re-entered the ring. So technically, I don't think he actually should have been eliminated because even throwing him from the top turnbuckle, he didn't re-enter the ring. And he never left the ring over the top. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to go back when I get a chance and look at it. But I seem to remember in my mind seeing him come out, blah, blah, blah. And then when he, they eliminated him, I was like, wait a minute. He didn't go over the top rope. Like, what's going on there? So maybe I'm wrong. Did you see it that way or not really remember? I don't recall the exact spot. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the Darby Allen body bag uh, thumbtacks thing, kind of brutal and gross. Yeah. And a bit unnecessary because we didn't even see anything. So he took a a horrible thing like that for really no payoff. Yeah, that was terrible. I didn't like that spot. Um... I, they changed Pentagon's name, Penta L0M. Yes, yes, that's a legal thing, an, an ongoing legal issue. Apparently, AEW wanted to uh, do this all along, or at least that's what they're saying. But, uh, man, uh, him, you know what, that whole, all of it, except for Eddie, Kingston's group there were pretty unremarkable in this. I can't recall them really doing a heck of a lot or standing out. Um, Frankie Kazarian was okay. Um, uh, what's his partner's name? Christopher Daniels was. Christopher Daniels, yep. yeah. He wasn't all that great. Uh, I laughed at um, uh, Sunny Kiss eliminating Jake Hager, uh, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, who is the big guy? Hobbs. Hey, yeah, Hobbs I was guy. just looking at his name. Like, who is this guy? And you know what? Let he's, me actually... an, he's an AEW developmental guy. He's showed up quite a bit on Dark. 
he really hasn't uh, done much or had yeah. any really looks on uh, Dynamite, although they sure pushed him a lot mm -hmm. and he did a lot of stuff in there. So I'm thinking he might be a guy to keep an eye on for the next while. Um, Brian did you catch Ricky Starks' uh, catchphrase? What is it? Starks is a reason for the Starks is a reason for the season. Oh God, no! <laughs> no, 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 no! I know what are, what are you doing? Terrible, terrible! I was just gonna say him and Cage really didn't look all that impressive in here. Cage did not look impressive at all. Um, to be honest, Lance Archer, who eventually did win this, he didn't even look. Nobody really looked dominant except maybe Hobbs for a while. He was the only guy who really stood out. Um, you know, oh, and let's not forget the Joker, the guy who mad side. Time. I, I wonder what had happened to this guy. Comes out, delivers this awesome uh, lift, knee lift to um, Sean Spears. Spears. Sean Spears yep. in the face gets up on the top rope to do a shooting star press and slips and burns. I saw that like, oh. How embarrassing is that? Your first debut on <laughs> pay-per-view and you fall on your head in front of everybody. So is this like, is this, he is he on in AEW or is this just a one one off? Nothing's been said yet. They have not said if he's been signed oh, or not. Man. So it might be just a one off, but uh Wow, he did not win very many youth fans <laughs> falling on his ass, that's for sure. Uh, the when eventual I, winner, sorry? No, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, just groan. Um, the eventual winner, Lance Archer, sure, he wins it, but he just didn't even look dominant in here. So, I'm now, sorry, he so now he gets a championship match. He's getting a championship match. I wonder if it's going to be as boring as his last match was. We'll find out. <laughs> Uh, next, uh, the Broken Rules match, Matt Hardy versus Sammy. Uh, oh, yeah. we have to talk about that one. Spock is, oh, that was bad. There's some things I don't like about this match for sure. Uh, first of all, they, they kind of shot it in this sort of cinematic way. They're um, fighting in the back. There's just, you know, there's no fans there. There's cameras. Uh, right, like maybe like five minutes into this match, they go up on top of a, a platform. That, that forklift. Yeah, yeah, the forklift platform. They're up there and uh, Guevara goes to spear Matt. They go crashing through. They hit a table and Matt over, overshoots the table and his head cracks the cement. That was Pretty so down. unnecessary, that, that spot. Uh, then it's obvious he's knocked out cold for a minute. They kind of revive him. Sammy's giving him some time. Then... This is what made us so uncomfortable was when Sammy picks him up and Matt can barely stand. Yeah. I mean, he is, yep. there's nothing in him. He, and then he tries and he's I'm, falling. I'm, it's like he's all dead weight. Sammy's like picking him up. He's just yeah. not moving. Now I've got a big problem with this because then they did this crap where it was obvious he was hurt. The referee calls for the X symbol. They have somebody over there. They cut away from the match. They ring the bell. They declare. Did they declare any winners yet? They just rang the bell. I don't bell think and said it was they over. said it because on yeah. the because the, the commentary guys weren't sure. On either. the ble on the bleacher site, I was looking at the results afterwards. It said an mm -hmm. incomplete when on the grade they gave an incomplete. Yeah, and then this is the part that really bothers me: is they cut back to Matt a few minutes later. He attacks Sam. He throws him through thing and takes him out super quick. It's obvious that Matt Hardy was extremely hurt, mm -hmm. and it was seemed like they just couldn't. They had to carry the story because this was going to be Matt leaves. And I, for me, that's kind of bullshit. Okay, 
and they, uh, they Rebbe, didn't have to do this. They could have easily... was all over Twitter today, like getting all mad, like at AEW and stuff. I don't blame her. I don't yeah. blame her because even if this was a so-called loser leave, or if Matt loses, he leaves. Um, they could have. This is this is storyline stuff. Nobody believes this stuff's real anymore. And if somebody was potentially that hurt, stop the match. Yep. You can figure this shit later. We could have had a rematch on uh, Dynamite a couple weeks, you know, a couple days later, a week later, get Matt in better shape, whatever. But I think it was totally unnecessary. And, um, you know, Tony Khan saying, well, well, you know, Matt says he was okay and the doctor cleared him. And I'm thinking, really? Uh, <laughs> do you know how many guys in football take massive concussions and they still want to play and they lie and say, oh, yeah, I'm okay because they want to play yeah. despite the fact they're putting them – there's a reason – there's concussion protocols in certain sports because people who do these kind of sports, when they get hit and hurt, they don't like to admit it. And they're, and they're tough guys. Apparently he's uh, going to be on impact on Wednesday to like address the situation. Stay home. Just, you just got uh, knocked you just got out. Your, just got your head rocked, man. Yeah. yeah um, stay home. Why are you going to show up in impact? Make I mean, massive? at uh, fucking AEW. Massive, massive minus points. I have impact on my mind. I don't know why. Yeah. You <laughs> fell off. You fell off and banged your head. Uh, <laughs> I got to say massive, massive minus points to AEW for the treatment of this. Yeah, game. that I mean, was... What would, would happen if Matt actually died after this? If he had a concussion and blacked out on the way to the hospital? As soon as his head hit the concrete, been I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, and then you know, the, we knew something was wrong. The ref was there right away. She yep. could see. She assessed the damage. She tried to squeeze Matt's hand. He was unresponsive. Right there, they should not have tried anything else. Yep. That should have been it. So, uh, big, big minus points to AEW. Wow. For, I have for a question. That happened. Yes. Uh, why is it that every time uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara have a match, something always happens? And Matt always gets injured some way. You know what? It's uh, terrible. I don't want to sound mean. But I am definitely looking at and wondering uh, about Sammy Guevara. Obviously, this guy, maybe, maybe he's not, maybe he's just not ready to be in a main event spot. Well, that, that, maybe that's, he's not ready to, to have other people's lives in his hand because a lot of sloppy shit is happening. And yeah, I mean, because that shit was him. That was my, that was my uh, thinking. I, I was like, I was thinking, you know, every time these two have a match, something always happens to Matt Hardy. And uh, and like, yeah, actually, I was thinking about throwing up a poll on uh, Global about it. Is Sammy Guerrero dangerous in the ring? You know what? I like that. Let's let's throw that up uh, tonight. I want you after the show set up the thing, put up a graphic. Let's uh, ask the fans. Throw it out there. We saw this. We've seen uh, the progression and the way Sammy Guerrero has carried himself. Forget all of his past. Forget the Sasha Banks crap. Let's just look mm -hmm. at right now. Is Sammy Guerrero a dangerous wrestler in your mind? Because I'm starting to look at him and wondering myself. I mean, I've been very high on this guy's wrestling, but I have not been very happy with the... Uh, I mean, Matt Hardy's a guy who's built his career on being... Remember the guy who's like, doesn't do the dangerous stuff, who, who doesn't fill his bump card. And no. he has taken more abuse from Sammy in the last month than any other wrestler in years. So, yeah, I'm wondering myself... Um, what was our predictions on this, man? Okay, so our predictions for this one... Because obviously Matt Hardy uh, won, one, which yes. I think uh, is not 
Smart to have uh, continued, but um, let's see. For this one, we all went with Matt Hardy. All right. Okay. Moving on to the next match. Now, you know what? I think a lot of people watching this had – it seemed like the feeling went really down in the room after Matt Hardy's uh, thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it wasn't fair of having uh, Thunder Rosa and uh, Hikaru Shida with the next match because this was a very good match. It was. This was actually uh, my favorite But I don't think the, the fans – the fans did not react very well to this after that. And I think it's just because I think we're, a lot of people were just shocked by what I'm happened. sorry, can we go back to the Battle Royale for yes. a minute? Because we, we didn't uh, look at their charge for that one. Oh, did we make guesses? Okay. Uh, well, well uh, Rick made a He went with Lance Archer. Tony mm -hmm. and uh, you and I all uh, had no pick. Unless uh, he picked uh, Lance Archer as well, which I... I'd have to go back and listen to the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think me and you made predictions. I don't like make predictions of yeah. Battle Royals. I mean, especially this kind when everyone's lower card guys anyways. Um, plus, you know, I was pretty disgusted at the Go Home show showing us that this Battle Royal meant yep. dick anyways. Them, so. so anyways, let's get back to Thunder Rosa and Hikiro Shida. Yeah, this was uh, my favorite match on this show. What made it favorite match for you? I just like the whole match itself. Like, I, I really like Thunder Rosa. She was impressive in her... Yep. In her uh, DBI, I hope, I hope uh, we see more, and that this isn't the only one match. No she word has. yet. Tony Khan has not said whether uh, they will be using Thunder Rosa going forward. Hopefully, no, I know that's why I'm saying. It. Hopefully, yeah. we see more. I, I do hope we do too. Um, I liked it. I didn't like. Uh, for me, okay, I'm a big Hikaru Shida fan, and it was weird to see Hikaru uh, playing the underdog in this match. She mm -hmm. was always the one on the, you know, trying to overcome a very aggressive challenger. Thunder Rosa was like balls to the wall, man. She yeah. was nonstop. She attacked, attacked, attacked. Uh, it seemed like Sheeta was fighting from below, fighting up, you know? Uh, at the end, though, the Sheeta we know, she came back out. Those knees came out flying, and uh, it did take out Thunder Rosa. Really good match. I think if it had not been placed after the Matt Hardy match, I think it would have got much better reception from the crowd. And I think people would be talking it in a better light. Okay. And no, I know I picked Sheeta. There's no way I picked Sheeta. Actually, all four of us, I went with Hikaru Sheeta on this one. Okay. Next, there was some derivative bullshit about uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. I I'm don't care. I'm going to file that under. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Like, really, in this day and age of wrestling, he's getting married. Don't care. He's going to have a, a bachelor party. Don't care. He's going <laughs> to announce who the best man is. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, seriously. Unless his unless unless Roman Reigns is his best man and shows up on AEW, <laughs> who else? Like really, does it really matter who his best man is? Do not give a shit. <laughs> All right, next match. Uh, oh man, this match. I th okay. This this one I also want to file under who the fuck cares. Uh -oh. Even before it started, uh, the dark the dark odor versus <sighs> uh, the nightmare family, and um, man, I. Uh, <sighs> This was just a whole lot of who cares. It just wasn't. Yeah. It was everything was lacking the feel of this. They talked about Matt Cordona in this match about uh, Jr. made a comment about oh uh, he's missing something, uh, not sure what it is, but when it happens we'll all go oh that's what it was. Well you know what this whole match was missing a lot of something. I think it was called excitement and interest. Yeah. But uh, it just never went anywhere. Now I don't know if you uh, if you caught this penalty and. People were getting all 
bent over yes. shape over Jim Ross's okay. comment. Okay, and I want to address that now because I was going to bring that up because I watched that just last night. Yeah. I mean, later last night after the pay-per-view, I watched it uh, on a delay. Um, I saw what happened. Yeah. And when I listened to another uh, podcast this morning, they talked about it and they were all over Jim Ross. And I'm calling bullshit because you know why? If you watch closely, twice Anna Jay grabs her shirt like it's almost going to fall off. I actually, when he said, oh, she's having a wardrobe function, I didn't think he was saying anything sexist. I was thinking, yes, she was holding her shirt like yeah. something snapped. Like he was legitimately trying to nicely say, whoa, so her shirt wh- almost wh- fell why, off. Why are people getting all over it? Like, I, oh. you, and these are the same people that keeps crying about, we want the attitude of back. Well, they said yeah. worse things back then. Yeah, like first of all, Jim Ross was not making any kind of sexist comments. You watch that, idiots. If you're one of the idiots who think that he was being a sexist pig, watch the very end when Brody, when, when um, what's her name? Uh, Anna J. No, the other one. Uh, Brandy. Brandy. I said Brody. When Brandy tackles her, pushes her out, right away you see on the corner of the camera, you see her grab her shirt a really odd way. And then later when Grayson picks her up and carries her out and puts her down, she grabs her shirt like she's the one holding, like it's ripped or something and she's holding it together and they cut away right away. Yep. But if you weren't paying attention to that, you might not have noticed that, but look for that. If you look for that, then it makes 100% make sense why JR said what he did because it did look really awkward and bizarre if you caught it. And, and, you know, we make fun of JR a lot sometimes, you know, but uh, not this time. I think he's taken – if people are saying that about him, they are idiots. Yeah, Go back he, and look he's, at like, that. he's like, she had a wardrobe malfunction, or maybe that's just wishful thinking. But yeah. I didn't yeah. see anything there. No, that – you know In what? that comment. Yes, he wasn't making a sex – that was an illegitimate comment because yeah. it looked like her so, shirt you know, was almost like, ripped off. And he even went on Twitter and said – he apologized, but then he, at the end, he's, he's like, now lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, and you know what? Go back and look at it, because I caught that. And when I, I, I watched that last night, I chuckled a bit when he said it, because I saw what happened. Yep. And then the next day, you know, I went to bed, and then I got up and I was listening to, like, uh, some other podcast, and they were mentioning that, and they were just on Jim Ross, and I was like, in my head, I was like, what the fuck? You know what? We make fun of JR, but make fun of, like, real things, because that, that's bullshit. That's just calling absolute bullshit. Yep. I'm not cool with calling somebody a sexist pig if they didn't actually do anything. That's bullshit, okay? You know what? If that was a sexist thing, and he did it in a way that was, I would be right there. Uh, going along but i saw what happened and i think that they're just taking that opportunity to really bury him for no reason okay so um uh, like i said uh, i i i the nightmare family wins uh the gist out of this is that colt cabana kind of screwed up and that finally Brody lee turned on him and i guess we're going to finally see you know colt cabana against the dark older and uh, also um apparently dustin rhodes gives a tnt championship match on wednesday yeah, that we can once again file that under who the fuck cares. That's probably the third thing tonight. Um, I, I bet you everyone picked the Nightmare Family. No, let's look at the charts. Uh, you and both you and Tony won the National Nightmares, and uh, myself and Rick picked the Dark Order. Losers. Okay. No, I just did. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna try and figure out a, a, a way I could uh, say that you had a. Uh, a uh, wardrobe malfunction there. Ah, forget it. Oh, All right, what? let's go on. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Oh, my Lord. Just when I thought, man, this pay-per-view is long. Uh, out came the Kenny Omega and Hangman Page putting their belts oh. up against FTR. Oh. oh my God, this was a lot. <laughs> they gave this to 29 minutes and 40 seconds. This was Dude, way too long. It, it felt like 29 years. Um, oh. <laughs> you know what? And the worst part is these are two good teams. There, there was some good wrestling in here. Yeah. But there was something about the pacing and the way that it was laid out that it didn't lend itself to action. It really felt like, oh, God, when is this finishing? Like, this is going on and on. Um, in the end, um, FTR wins the belts. Um, Kenny gets extremely upset. Looks like he's going to take a chair and hit Paige, but doesn't. Um, the two things that stuck out the most for me was uh, Paige at the end reaching out for Omega and Omega just sidestepping him, yeah, letting yep. him fall on his face. Yep. And then the most hilarious thing was him kicking that beer and it hit the camera. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> I wonder if he meant to do that. That was, a, that was a pretty cool time shot. If he meant to do that, kudos to him. I kind of think it was a total accident that just worked out super cool looking. Um, and we I'm never still... we, we never got the complete turn. We he just stormed out of the arena. No, no, but... Him hopping, him getting in the end, saying all that, you know, he dropped about cleaning up, obviously the allusion to the cleaner character. Yep. Dropping that a lot, telling the young bucks to get in line with him or not, giving that sort of a meaning. They don't, he hops in a limousine. I'm sorry, man. I am still sticking my guns that he is the fourth guy to join um, okay. Holly Blanchard. And I think he's going to be the leader of the horsemen. I said this while. Eight I, weeks ago? I, I, I like that idea. No, I like that oh. idea, though. Yeah, Yeah, but back then, all of you guys thought I was a little crazy. No, I didn't even I see the... I didn't even uh, notice the comment until afterwards. Okay, but but the whole, like, I said this, like, how long? Even when I first said this, you yeah. kind of... You, you were like, you were like, that's intriguing. But I know you all, all of you on POV were kind of like, oh, that's interesting, but stupid. <laughs> and... Uh, now you guys are all realizing how interesting is, and you guys are stupid, so. Now <laughs> oh, it's going on. Now, I know I'm pretty much sure everyone picked FTR. On Every, everyone picked FTR, yes. All right, well, uh, like I say, uh, I'm keeping my predictions. Omega is in. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I have a feeling, and, and I'm going to go on a weird prediction here, okay? Okay. My next prediction is that the Young Bucks are going to stop in their tracks about being a bad guy when Kenny changes. Mm -hmm. They're still going to wrestle, wrestle a bit aggressively and pissed, but they're not going to, they're actually going to war, I think, with FTR and Omega. And I think they're going to bring Adam Page back in and forgive him. I think oh, this will be the, the turning point. The rehabilitation story. Yeah, you know, like, they're going to bring him back in and say, look, you, you screwed up, but you're our friend. Obviously, Kenny's the loose cannon who doesn't give a shit about us and, you know, and it'll go from there. Okay. Um, okay, so, yeah. Ah, Jesus. This match was, the, all, all in all, this was just, I hate to say it. This is a championship match, but it really did feel like this was all done to, to further a storyline for Omega. And that even though the belts changed hands, it was secondary. And that's not cool to make your tag team championship changeover secondary. Way too long. Ooh. Yeah. Alrighty, moving on to the next match. Um, okay, this was better than I thought it would be, but come on. 
a mimosa mayhem. <laughs> like, I, there's only so much I can take, okay? All this shtick and stupid crap that they're adding on to wrestling. Sometimes I, I rarely find it interesting. The mimosa thing was just stupid, okay? You got Orange. Orange Cassidy is his name. But apparently because his name is Orange Cassidy, he drinks lots of orange juice or some bullshit because that's the story that Chris Jericho has been putting out there. And then you get Chris Jericho who's got his little bit of the bubbly champagne just because he said that one time when he won the belt. He did that again? Okay, thing. okay, okay, Elvis. <laughs> Are you going to Elvis? Elvis. <laughs> well, 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 come on, baby. Come on, Elio. No, no. Why don't you go make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No. You know I want a deep fried, Elio. Elvis <laughs> <laughs> and Elio. What a show that would be. I would totally not watch that. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get back to Jericho. So, okay. So, because Jericho pushes champagne. Because Orange Cassidy name lends itself to orange juice. If you mix orange juice and champagne, you get mimosa. So, that logically means anywhere in the world you should have a mimosa match. <laughs> Man, I want, I want to hit my face against the wall for even coming up with that logic. But anyhow, so they have this match set up. You can win by uh, pinfall, pinfall submission, or if you throw the man fully submerged in the mimosa. Oh, my That's God. That's terrible. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. There is no way in hell that was mimosa. Okay, <laughs> that was probably not even orange juice. That was probably just some dyed water, dyed orange. No one's going to waste that much champagne and orange juice. Maybe it's Tang. Maybe it was Tang. You know what? Even Tang costs too much. It was food <laughs> coloring and water, Elio. And if you think any different, I don't know what to say. It was Gatorade. Baby. It was not Gatorade, baby. That stuff costs too much money. All right. Anyhow, uh, the match was better than it should be. Uh, orange Cassidy running and giving that humongous punch of his, knocking Jericho into it. Jericho loses to Orange Cassidy. Wow. Could you have thought two months ago that Orange Cassidy could ever get wins, let alone two? No. Or Chris Jericho? That's crazy. Uh, Chris Jericho kind of just slinks away like a little beaten snake. And I guess that's the end of that feud. And now we get to the main event. Uh, the main event. Ugh. Okay. John Moxley versus MJF. The paradigm shift. Uh, DDT banned from this match. You know, he does have other ways when he has a modified skull question finale. Yeah, or the gotch style pile driver. But yep. uh, anyhow, uh, it served a few good purposes. One, I think it, in my mind, I really question MJF as a main event heavyweight guy. He's small. He doesn't wrestle a hell of a lot. I thought, man, Moxie's going to eat him alive in here, you know? But he held his own. For a long time, he held his own rather well. He tried to out-wrestle Moxley. Uh, however, he got too cocky, decided to go out and try and fist fight Moxley. And then Moxley bled him like a stick, stuck pig there, man. There was blood everywhere. Um, at the end, uh, at the end, Wardlow, distracting the ref, throws that crazy ring that the MJF busts people open with all the time. Uh, he misses. And uh, as MJF is, like, searching for it, he, he runs it to John Moxley, who, because the referee's back is turned, gives him the paradigm shift uh, DDT to take the win. Well, few leaves a few questions here, buddy. First of all, is that it for Wardlow? Because, I mean, you know what? MJF has blamed him and got mad at him for less. Okay? There's that. Why on earth would John Moxley have to cheat to use that move? 
Mm. It kind of takes away, it puts a bit of a stink on that win because now uh, MJF can constantly say, well, you know what? He still cheated to beat me. Well, he did the hand referees back. The, the paradigm shift, I was banned in the match. It was MJF in the match. It wasn't Wardlow. No, no, no. Sorry, explain, explain what you just said. What did you no, just say? I said it wasn't Wardlow that was in the match. It was MJF. Right. So wasn't Wardlow that got hit with the paradigm? No, no, it was, it was MJF. Oh, okay. It was the last move in the match. No, no, the last move in the match, Moxley grabs um, MJF because the referee was still arguing with Wardlow. And okay, okay, I missed the end of the match. Using. Okay. Yeah, he, used, he, he, hits him with the, he hits him with the move he was mm. banned from using. Now, that's got to make you think, it, it makes Moxley look a little weak because we yeah. know Moxley can win with other moves. Um, so he had to resort to using his move that banned. So I don't know. It was just, for me, that leaves a bit of a why. It's like we said, yeah, so the moves he can win with. Why would he have to use that paradigm shift? Right. And it also gives credence to MJF saying he never really lost because he got beaten by an illegal move. Oh, I get the story writing of it, but I mean, sacrificing Moxley's character for this, not cool. Moxley's never been the coward type, so now all of a sudden he's using a cowardly heel move to win a match? I don't dig that. I don't, I don't dig that at all, buddy. And uh, makes you wonder if Wardlow and MJF are going to be going on the outs because MJF, has, he has totally blamed Wardlow for less. Yeah. <laughs> this was his world championship title opportunity that he screwed up in yeah. MJF's mind. I'm, I'm waiting for Wednesday night. I want to see. I have to. I want to see what happens there with MJF. Are we going to see the split? I don't know. I got to say, this wasn't the greatest main event. It was subserve, sub, sub, par. subpar. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say, of all the AEW um, pay-per-views since the, for the last year, this would have to be the worst or second worst of all of them. Or yeah, as an overall. Uh, you know, if we were given it our, our uh, rating system, I would have given it a C minus. Uh, had we been doing our numeric system, I would have given it maybe fifty percent. Yeah, I did agree the same about a C, C I mean, minus, fifty yeah. percent. It wasn't uh, that great. It wasn't no. I mean, uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa, the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, the two best matches. That's it. Aren't even in the last three matches on no. the card. No, okay, okay. I'm looking. I have the card in front of me. Okay. Oh, who do we pick? Oh, I'm pretty sure we all picked Mox on this one, didn't we? Um, oh, yeah, on this one. Actually, let me see. On this one, you went with MJF. I went with Moxley. Uh, actually, I went with Tony, MJF? You, Tony, and Rick all went with MJF. Are you sure? Yeah. No way. We have to go back and look at that, man. I have never thought Mox was going to lose this. There's no, got to be a mistake you, there. You, you, see, you said, you said Moxley should win, but you're going with MJF. Wow. No, I don't the fuck, man. Mox should never have lost. Okay. Yeah. I, I must have been doing uh, too many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, baby. Too much banana. You know so maybe saying? you had a malfunction. Remember, I had a malfunction in my generation. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, hold on. There, there, okay. There was a, well, we're not going to count... Uh, buy-in so there's a total of like eight matches on the card and like two were good uh -huh. yeah wow two were good 
two matches out of eight. That's not well, good. Two matches were good. Yeah. I would say two or three of them were passable. They were okay. And three of them were downright crappy. Yep. So, you know what? Not a very good night. Uh, and I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. I like John Moxley. But it does not seem his main event matches for the last pay-per-views have been very interesting or good. Uh, he's a good wrestler. He's exciting on TV. It seems when it comes to pay-per-view, I don't know if it's the opponents they're giving him, but they're just not great matches. They're passing. And, and that, now we're getting you see a rematch from NJPW. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think if I paid for this, I would be pretty pissed. Uh, the timing of it was way too long. Too much crap going on. Not enough really solid wrestling. Uh, when it's if you know me and I'm if you if you know me and I'm saying that the Young Bucks had probably the best match of the night, that's a freaking that's a travesty if I'm thinking that. So you know things did not go good on the old AEW pay per view when I yep. think the Young Bucks match is the best. Oh. So um, and all in next, all, not impressed. And next is uh, Full Gear in November. Full Gear. Oh God, that, oh, what a stupid name. Poor AEW, all the good names. WWE's trademarked all the good names and all they get left is these stupid, crappy things. But, oh, well. I mean, if the wrestling was better, we wouldn't give a crap about the name. That's for sure. So, uh, Elio? Yes, sir. uh, If you'd paid $34.95 for this, are you happy? Are you mad? Are you I'd yell at the keyboard company to give me my money back. That bad, yeah. I, I might have taken it as a bad uh, crap. I wasted my money, but it means I probably won't buy the next one. Yep. Yeah. So all in all, the aftermath out of this, I've got to say, uh, AEW, you shit the bed on this one, guys. Um, <laughs> overall, not good. Two out of six matches, two out of eight matches good. Yeesh. That's like less than 25%. Terrible. Terrible. Anyhow, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We just want to give you guys a quick look at what happened uh, at uh, All Out. Um, This has been the first edition of WPOV Aftermath. Uh, Tune in to our regular shows, uh, WPOV Wrestling, hosted by Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano III, where they discuss all the inner workings of matches and things going on. Hold on, don't forget your best friend there, Miguel Cole. Um, um, Your BFF. Don't be jealous. Okay, sorry. Along with Rick Serrano, the intern, that shiny young man, I got to say, when it comes to puppets, he's a better puppet than Elliot. He spent the whole show talking to you, texting you instead of running the control. I know, and you seem to be jealous of this, and I'm not sure why. I'm mistaken. Obviously, you brought it up. So, uh, yes, Miguel Colt does join Rick Serrano III. Uh, so they have a nice hard look at WWE and all the inner goings on. They cover everything, including uh, a little look at AEW, and they have a little thing which they like to call the uh, Wednesday Night Delight, where yep. is it Thursday night? No, Wednesday Night Delight, where, <laughs> where they compare AEW and NXT. And no, we I, don't know, I don't know if that's going to be any longer if NXT moves to Tuesdays. Yeah, who knows? I guess we won't have to do that. Um, you can find that show. Uh, you can also find our show, which is uh, WPOV Global, where me and uh, I'm going to call him the smart mouth, Elio uh, Canella right now. Uh, the, sorry, the extremely jealous of Miguel Cole, Elio Canella. Uh, 
the very much, uh, I'm sure he's mistaken in his weird feelings and jealousies over a puppet, Elio Canella. Uh, you can find the two of us on WPOV Global, where we uh, scour the globe and look at all the other wrestling companies that are making names and great matches out there that are not WWE. We do, however, cover WWE NXT UK. And we also take a very exclusive deep dive every week into AEW Dynamite and try and follow those kind of things. And also, we have a third show on the WPOV network called WPOV Quarantine. Quarantine is a sit-down Zoom table discussion where uh, I invite a couple wrestlers from around the world. We pick a topic, uh, we pre-picked a topic, and we sit and we talk about it. We have some great shows coming up. I know right away we're doing a show about training schools, which will have a bunch of, uh, there's some actual credible trainers that have signed on. Tony Kazina, former uh, um, New Japan, or sorry, former NWA junior heavyweight champion, I believe two-time champion there, uh, who is the current head trainer of the Fale Dojo for New Japan Wrestling in, um, in New Zealand. He's actually calling in tomorrow uh, where we do our live show <laughs> from New Zealand to participate. Uh, Vance Nevada, who's uh, trained many wrestlers uh, across Western Canada. We also have our regular uh, returning mate, uh, Andy Anderson. Uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, uh, famous for training Shawn Michaels many years back. And also Cat Vaughn Hees will be joining us. And uh, it'll be a really interesting conversation talking about training schools. And in the coming weeks, we've got some other topics coming up. We're going to be doing the tough guys of wrestling, high flyers. And the week, the week after tomorrow's, we're going to be doing one about gimmicks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that should be fun. And some of those wrestlers who were strictly 100% gimmick and nothing else. So that'll be a really interesting thing. Check those out. Those two are exclusive to Facebook and to uh, YouTube. Our other shows, WPOV Wrestling and WPOV Global, you can find them weekly on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, iPod, and TuneIn? Podbean and TuneIn. So uh, check those out. if you want to uh, contact any of us here in the WPOV network, you can write us at Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Well, and all the government, uh, the government checks helping all of uh, us in this uh, terrible time of coronavirus are running out. But you know what? We have T-shirts for sale, and those T-shirts help fund this show. Help us get us. You know what? Help. Help daddy get a new pair of shoes, you know what I'm saying? Help us, that's right. We have four t-shirts available. You can get them at uh, WPO, no, sorry, www.prowrestlingtees.com. Uh, Prowrestlingtees.com backslash. You shut w- up, Elio, shut up. Backslash, <laughs> backslash Wrestling. All right, <laughs> four designs. And I think there's coming up with a fifth one. And they should have an Elio one where it's just, I don't know, a stick. All right. Anyhow, they do have three designs for WPOV Wrestling. One featuring our great logo and global. And who knows, folks, we keep going, having a great time. Maybe there'll be a quarantine shirt someday. I don't know. You, fo- you folks tell us. Nineteen ninety-five each. If you purchase a global shirt, take a picture of it and send it to me or, or Elio, you have a chance to come on an episode of Global to participate on the Roundtable Talks or a chance to come on a... a Oh, that was on quarantine, sorry. And then you could come on global and maybe do the second half with us and do our deep dive into AEW. Awesome fans, get a chance to do some really cool things with us. Now I've abused Elio all all episode because let's fresh up, baby. That boy just loves it, baby. Anyhow, um, <laughs> what the? 
<laughs> Elio, you know what? Uh, it was great having you on the show. Um, thank you. It was a good look at the AW, AEW All Out. And uh, this I'm show sure is more fun to... than the pay per view itself. Oh, yeah. This was definitely more fun and a lot more time manageable than the exact uh, pay per views. Um, just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will try and do more of these after big AEW pay per views. Maybe we'll even do a couple after uh, WWE interviews. We'll hop on with. Uh, with the boys from uh, WPOV Wrestling. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Elio, yes, sir. say good night to the good people. All right, fans, we will talk to you all on Wednesday.